Again, this time of year is beautiful and filled with song. There's song in Scripture. There's song in so many places. And that song we're going to get to in a little bit. But the stuff that happens before it is really neat. See, our, our text today starts off where it says, In those days, Mary went with haste, right? And she took a walk. It was a long walk, actually. Uh, she was up around Nazareth, right? And to walk from there to uh, Elizabeth's house as she went to go visit her cousin is about walking from here to Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, right? She didn't just go around the corner. She didn't hop out of you know, the Nazareth area and walk over into Galilee or walk over to Magdala or somewhere that was just within a day's journey. We're talking about a four or five day journey. It's about 90 miles. Okay? That's a ways. That's a walk. Australia, there's a great tradition, right? A great custom amongst the kids as they're getting older. It's called a walkabout. When they're somewhere between 10 and 16, maybe 11 and 16, it's, it's like a rite of passage. It's an opportunity for a boy to show that he's becoming a man. So he goes on a walk. It's a long walk. They can range anywhere from three to five days to six months. And they just walk. They go out into the bush. They go out into the outback and they just live on what's there. And if they come back, prayerfully they come back, then the community says, yeah, you can do it. You can live. You're independent. You can make it on your own. Now you can come and be part of the community and support and raise people up, right? So they go on a long walk. Well, Mary went on a long walk. She went on this long walk after being just told by the angel that she was going to conceive and hold the Son of God within her womb. That might give you a little bit of something to think about on a walk. Have you ever needed to take a long walk? There's times when something so tremendous, something so big in life happens, or something that hurts so much, you just need to walk. You need to get away from different things. You need to have some time to think. For me, it wasn't walking as much as it was driving. I loved driving. I would take a drive through some mountain road somewhere, and it gave me an opportunity to think. It gave me an opportunity to reflect on what was going on. It gave me an opportunity to enjoy whatever car I was driving but to enjoy the roads that were there, to enjoy the scenery that was around. And every so often, though, you just had to stop. Had to stop, find a trail somewhere, find somewhere to go walk and sit and look and think about what God has done. Mary took a long walk, a long walk contemplating everything the angel Gabriel had told her just before our text. Remember, it starts off with, in those days she went with haste. Well, everything preceding that is an angel of the Lord, a messenger of the Lord, proclaiming to her everything that God was going to do in her life and how God was going to change things. It gave her pause. But the other thing Gabriel said was, your cousin, Elizabeth, she's carrying a son right now. There's so much to think about between just these two women and their life and what God is doing within their life. Remember, you've got one womb that was barren. 
for Elizabeth's life. A womb that could not bring forth life. A womb that was dead. And Gabriel says, Mary, there's life in that womb now. And he says, in you, though there shouldn't be life, there is. And so life coming in two extremely unexpected ways. It's a lot to think about. So as Mary makes this walk, there's a lot going on in her mind. Thinking about all the things that have gone on before, all the things that would have led up to that moment, maybe all the things she was doing that morning before Gabriel showed up. How is life going to look different now? What's she going to say to Joseph? How is life going to go on from this point forward? What is a baby that is the son of God going to be like? Is he still going to cry? Is he still going to get diapers dirty? Is he, what is this going to be like? See, there's so many beautiful parts of Scripture that are written for us to be able to see, and then there's these other portions of Scripture that God, I think, just lets us fill in the blanks from life experience. Because in Luke's writing, Mary leaves in haste, and then all of a sudden she's at Elizabeth's house. It's like Star Trek. She just teleports there. She gets there in one second, right? We don't get any of the in-between was she traveling alone? Was she traveling with a caravan? Was she traveling with other people? Did she make a four or five day journey just by herself walking along through the Judean wilderness down along the Jordan? We don't know. But one way or another, she gets to her cousin's house. Now, many of you have traveled to come be with family this week, right? There's a journey. There's a process. It's a long, it's a long walk. It's a long walk. There's a song at the end of that long walk, too. See, as Mary gets there, she shows up, and first we hear Elizabeth exclaiming, right, with joy. Joy at the fact that her cousin is there. Joy at the fact that the mother of her Lord is there. Joy at the fact that even the baby in her womb recognizes the fact that something amazing is going on right now. And so she exclaims out of this joy. But then there's a, another song that comes. There's another song that comes right after that, and it's a song that's been sung, or at least similar songs like it had been sung before. See, Mary's not the first to sing after something amazing has happened in creation, right? What happened when Moses and the Israelites come through the Red Sea and they're on the other side and the sea closes back in and they're safe and they can see God's redemption of them? They sing. It's kind of the turning point of Exodus. They sing praises to God. Move along a little further and you go into Judges with Deborah and Barak and there's victory and what happens? They sing. Get into Samuel. And Hannah, who hadn't had a child, her prayers are answered. And what happens? She sings. See, these songs look back at where God has acted in life. These songs look back on what has gone on and where God is currently working and present in the midst of life right now. And so there's song. Sometimes it takes a while before we get to a point where we can see that and rejoice. Sometimes it takes a long walk 
It takes a walk. It takes trial. It takes experience sometimes to see where we don't handle things on our own and we see where God does handle things as we look back and there's joy that comes from it. As we see where God has loved us, where God has taken care of us. That song of Mary, we intentionally left out earlier because I wanted you to read it along with me during this sermon portion. So I believe we have it up on the slides here. Uh, so I would like you to read along with me. This is the song that Mary sings. Okay? You hear it by different names. You hear it called Mary's song. You hear it called the Magnificat. Um, but let's read through this one together. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humblest state of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Mary sings. Mary sings of how God has acted in her life. And if you look closely at that song, it's a beautiful song of how God has acted in the midst of an individual's life and then brought that individual into a community. So the very first few verses of that song, it says, my soul magnifies the Lord, right? My soul magnifies the Lord for all that he has done for me, his lowly servant. The, my soul magnifies the Lord for all the ways in which he has shown this individual love. My soul magnifies the Lord for all the things in which he has done for me. And now look at all the things he's doing for everybody else. The ways in which he takes care of generation after generation. The ways in which he takes care of all those from Abraham and to his offspring. The ways in which he takes care of everybody that he has claimed as his. And then we see that being acted out even as Mary walks to go see Elizabeth. Right? As the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and speaks to her as an individual. She makes this walk as an individual. She makes this walk as an individual to a cousin who can empathize with her, to family who can sit with her, to family that can see something that is miraculous happening in their life. Remember, who else could Mary talk to about this? Anybody else would have said, Mary, you're crazy. And Mary shows up at Elizabeth's house, and Elizabeth says, I know, sweet cousin, I know, God is good. 
God works in amazing ways and he pulls his family together and we can sing about what he has done, but we can also look forward into what he's going to do because right there as they stood, they could see what God was going to do. They may not have realized it yet or seen what it was all going to look like, but they could hold on to it and say, God's working right now. God's working right now in a way in which he's going to take care of things and what that's going to look like. All we can do is have excitement and joy over, but we know that he loves us. In these times of life, especially these holiday seasons, some days our hearts get dark. There's a lot of days that we feel lonely. We feel like we need to take a long walk. And I encourage you, look for what God has done in your life before. Know that God is consistent and will continue to work in your life now. And God pulls people around you as family. God pulls people around you as family when you feel far away from family. God pulls people around you as family to speak words of love and life into your life. God claims you as family in his name. God marks you as family in baptism. God feeds you as family in his meal. And God sends his son down to say, I'm going to walk with you as family. So you're loved by God, and you're his family. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for being our Father. Thank you for gathering us together around your word, around your son. Thank you for sending your son to be a brother, more important, to be a savior. Thank you for loving us as family. Thank you for building a relationship with your creation as creator and family. We pray, Father, that you send us out with hearts that would gather others together to you. And pray that you be with us everywhere you take us. In your son Jesus' name, amen.